the Browns cast. I'm your host, Cogs. Dorian Thompson Robinson. DTR. <sighs> that was horrendous. Absolutely embarrassing. Disgraceful. Should potentially be banned from the NFL for life. I mean, that was egregious. It was criminal. And it was wrong. Stefanski plays a role in this. Absolutely. As well as uh, Alex Van Pelt. But most of the blame will go to T DTR. Now, I said that this game was the biggest game in Cleveland Browns history, at least since 1999, for sure. Because this time is different. Is it different this time? Well, apparently things are the exact same, and things are not different. In fact, um, this probably means the season's over. And you're going to say, oh my god, it's only four games, and they have a bye week, and what do you mean it's over? We got two division losses that were just atrocious. Steelers, if we played halfway decent, we would have won. The Ravens torched us. I mean, torched us. They said they were going to come in and beat us in front of their wives and their kids. And you know what they did? They did exactly that. You got to give credit where credit's due. And so DTR, I thought was a steal in the draft. I thought he would come in and be a star. He just gave me those vibes after that preseason. Uh, I don't know where those vibes came from, but I will no longer listen to that energy source because it is not accurate. And usually that energy source is spot on historically. This one was so off. It's even embarrassing recording this podcast. Just terrible. Um, I mean, I mean, we can go down the line, just everything. The offensive line is terrible. Our biggest strength is our biggest weakness. We have the best offensive line coach and the worst offensive line. Make it make sense. None of our offensive linemen have a top 20 rating through the first four weeks. None of them. Wyatt Teller, Joel Petonio, none of them. Obviously, Jedrick Wills doesn't have it, but we know that uh, he's a huge weak link and probably won't be on the team if he doesn't. If he doesn't correct things in the next couple weeks, he will not be on the Browns next year. That's for sure. And he's going to miss a big one-time payday in his life. If he just got it together and played smart and did well, he would probably make tens of millions of dollars. But he can't do it. Why he can't do it? I think it's a mental block. Physically, he has the capabilities. He showed it in college. He's done it his whole life. Something's missing. He's got a great coach. Something I don't think he has the intellectual capacity to handle the position. For whatever the reason is, that's just what it is. Now, the whole game was just awful and the defense you can't really blame them at the beginning when they were just dominating right out the gate dominating stopping up their down like Lamar wasn't doing anything and then the offense turns it over and we don't touch the guy when he when he uh when he's down and so they run back like 40 yards and then it's like what they what was it like a 10 yard gain to get a touchdown yeah one play 10 yards Lamar Jackson run I mean that changed everything for the defense it just Kicked him, you know, below the waist. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. And uh, then they kind of lost their way. Dustin Hopkins, though, 53-yard field goal. Absolute stud. Very proud of Dustin Hopkins. Big fan. And then Lamar Jackson, again, two-yard run. And then what did we predict accurately? What did we predict accurately? Who was going to be the breakout player of the game that makes a huge difference? Mark Andrews. Because that tight end position with the way this defense plays can be sneaky, can get behind, you know, get behind the linebackers or go out for a quick screen. 
And what oh, what else do we predict perfectly? You're going to see a bunch of screens, and they ran a bunch of screens. So Mark Andrews played very well, but that throw, that 18 yard pass from Lamar Jackson, when uh, he was in the back of the end zone, or was it the seven yard pass when he was in the back of the end zone, and he threw it over Denzel Ward? Huh. I mean that throw was spectacular. <laughs> that throw was so good. Was so good. Terrible defense, but I almost have to say the throw was just just perfect. I think with a healthy team, with Nick Chubb, with Deshaun Watson, the game's different. So what we learned today, and what we learned with that game, is that without a healthy Deshaun Watson, there are no Cleveland Browns. They are trash. Okay? Deshaun Watson, in Pro Bowl form, which he could be, because don't forget, he's after the bye week when we're playing the 49ers, which is huge. Absolute massive, best team in the league, probably. Um, he's coming back after his best game as a brownie because he didn't play this past week. Can he keep it up against a killer defense? Now, if he comes out and slings it successfully against the 49ers, I will change my tune. I just don't see that happening. There's no way. There's no way with our with their defensive line and our offensive line, we're gonna stop them. I mean, we're not looking ahead to shit. I'm just saying I'm not optimistic coming out of the bye week, even though the 49ers will have a short week. They're on Sunday Night Football, I believe, against the, the Cowboys. And they travel across the country to Cleveland. You know, uh, so, you know, that's good. They're on a short week. They're tired, jet lag, whatnot. That's excellent. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Now, we got to stay, you know, we really need to see if Deshaun, you know, if his injury is worse than it's being made out to be. He was medically cleared, allegedly. He could have played. They say he's totally fine. I don't know. For him to not play, he rubbed me off as a winner, as a Brett Favre. I'm not coming out unless like I am told I cannot play. And if he was medically cleared and then said he couldn't play, I mean, good for him. If he's like, I can't perform like the elite quarterback I am, so I must sit, then God bless him. That's great. It's a team player. But I just he rubbed me off as a I'm going to be in at all costs with all the hits he takes. He dances around. He's the most aggressive, wild, wild west quarterback ever. Um, and I thought he would stay in. And uh, he immediately said, I will not play today. So I was definitely wrong on that. That was a that was missed. That was missed. So um, let's go over uh, a couple things that that were absolutely embarrassing. So. um Let's just go over the whole thing. Let's go over the entire box score here of just how poorly Dorian Thompson Robinson played. All right. So Dorian DTR. So disappointing. I thought he had the juice, but he doesn't. He doesn't. DTR was 19 of 36 for 121 yards, 3.4 average, zero TDs, three picks, four sacks for 48 yards lost. Oh, my God. QB rating of 18.7. Jeez. Overall rating of 25.3. Lamar, 15 of 19, 186 yards, almost 10 yards average, two touchdowns, no picks. Did get three sacks. Miles Garrett, you're, you're a dog. 142.5 rating, and he also ran for two TDs. So two pass TDs and two rushing TDs, which is very rare for the quarterback position. That doesn't happen often. And what I said was a big concern was Gus Edwards. If he was healthy, ready to go, running up the middle, he had some major runs in that game that absolutely carried them to another set of downs. Uh, you know, gate kind of pushed them further on their drives. Gus Edwards was definitely a force. I don't think his stats do him ju- justice. 15 carries for 48 yards, 3.2 average, but a long of 16. You, he definitely had some solid runs that got him some first downs and all that stuff, and it was just not good. Mark Andrews, 
five receptions, 80 yards, two TDs, 36 yard uh, long. He was targeted five times, caught all five. David Njoku, who burned his face off, was our leading receiver. Six receptions for 46 yards on seven targets. And everybody else, I mean, we don't even have to go down the line with the receiving because they were just non-existent. Amari Cooper, after being raw dog of the week, one reception for 16 yards. Oh, my, that's not his fault, though. It's not his fault. Um, now, our running game was interesting. Pierre Strong, five carries, 49 yards, 9.8 average. He did have that 40-yard run. That was juicy. That was a juicy run. Uh, Jerome Ford, big concern for the team. Nine carries, only 26 yards. It's a 2.9 average. Okay, it's a problem. Nick Chubb averages five yards a carry, six yards a carry every single time. Six yards, eight yards, 12-yard run. Just bust through the line. This is a major loss. Kareem Hunt, we said he lost a step. People forget he's he's already lost a yard, his an entire yard from his career yards per carry. He had five carries for 12 yards. It's a 2.4 average. So basically, the only people over a 2.9 average was Pierre Strong because he had a 40-yard run. You know, otherwise he only had nine yards on four carries. And Dorian Thompson Robinson had four uh, carries for 24 yards, six yards a carry. That's it. Elijah Moore had the most outstanding, mind-blowing run of the day. One carry for negative 20. <laughs> One, he ran that run when he just kept going backwards and backwards. It's like when you're playing Madden and you think you could just keep going. You go to the left side of the field, the right side, just keep going back, and eventually you'll find the gaping hole. You can't do that in the real NFL. They're too fast. They're too athletic. One carry for negative 20. Yards. That was just a mind-blowing thing to watch. That was stunning. Zay Flowers. You know, had had a big catch. Overall played well, but had that big, 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 big third down conversion. Three receptions, 56 yards, 18.7 average. He had that 43 long uh, pass and that he had four targets, which, you know, not much. Lamar had two fumbles, obviously only lost one of them. Uh, let's look at the defense. Roquan Smith, who talked uh, basically to talk the most shit. Uh, leading up to the game, led the entire game in tackles. Ten tackles, six solo, one tackle for loss, two pass deflected, one QB hit, dominated. He talked shit, and he held up to it. You got to give credit, all right? He played very well, very well. If you're going to talk shit, you better back it up in a game like a professional. He did it. He did it. You can't argue about that. Uh, a walk led our team. Nine total tackles, six solo, one QB hit. Uh... Dalvin Tomlinson had a half a sack. Ogbo had a sack. Miles Garrett had a sack. Jordan Elliott had a half a sack. And uh, that's it there. Um, no picks, no interceptions, no kick returns. Uh, just, just a bad performance overall. Very, very bad. Overall, as a team, coming in with the number one defense, right? And even a top offense by yards per game, right? They got 16 first downs. We actually got 13 first downs. That's actually impressive. Uh, this is actually shocking if you think about it. They dominated us. And on third downs, they were 4 of 12. We were 4 of 16. Both We were both 1 of 1 on fourth down. Total plays, they ran 55. We ran 65. Total yards, 296 to 166. We basically had the same amount of drives. They had 12. We had 13. But here's the biggest difference. They got 5.4 yards per play. You know what our offense got? Take a guess. 2.6. 2.6. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just the whole thing is crazy. Passing yards, 73. 
Are you joking me? 73? That's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. Time of possession was almost even. Right at 30 minutes for, for everybody. And penalties, they did worse. They had eight penalties for 92 yards. We had seven for 42. But the red zone, we're 0 for 2. They were 4 for 4. That'll kill you. I'm telling you. With Deshaun in, the success of the team is totally contingent on the amount of turnovers Deshaun gives away. If we are able to have Deshaun play and throw no picks and lose no fumbles, I don't think the, I think the Browns will be tough to beat. I think they'll be very tough to beat. I just don't see very many games where Deshaun doesn't contribute to at least one turnover. It's just what he does. And it's a problem. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the 49ers, listen, if they come out and win against the 49ers, the whole tone will change. But if we lose, you still got to give them another chance because the 49ers are the best team in the league. So you can't really assess you know, the future of the franchise based on that. And Andrew Barry just said today in a press conference, that he wants the team to be excited to understand that this team is coming together and to enjoy the process of the team coming together. Okay, I understand, but we're running out of time. We're running out of time, all right? We're 2-2. Two and two, We're 2-1 two and one at home. We've lost two divisional games. One, ugh, the Steelers, we should have won if we just played normal. And Baltimore, we didn't have Deshaun Watson, our starting quarterback, so who knows what would happen. Looks like we still would have lost, but I think the whole – that's not necessarily true, though. Because the whole game, losing 28-3, was because of DTR. The whole thing. Everyone was losing momentum. They were losing all confidence because of DTR. Deshaun's in is a totally different game. So I have no idea what it would have looked like. Um, but still, our defense only let up 296 yards. It's not great. It's not great, but it's not, like, extreme, you know? Like, we didn't let up a 300-yard passer uh, or, or, like, a 100-yard rusher. That's good. That's good. And we still got a turnover, but we gave up three. Just watch how many games the Browns have where we have less turnovers than the opponent. If we have less turnovers than the opponent, we should win every time. And if we have no turnovers, I doubt we lose with Deshaun being the starter. Uh, I'm just disappointed. I'm sad. You know, I wasn't just hyping up to hype it up and say, hey, uh, this game's big because, you know, it's the game that's this week. It was huge. It was against the Ravens, that disgusting team. They're an arch rival. They've always dominated. They're very good. They could win and lead the division. And if we beat them and it's at home, you know, that could set the tone for the, for the rest of the season. And plus we go in with a three and one record, right? I mean, wait a second. Wait a second. I just thought about that. Oh, right. Two and one. We'd be three and oh at home. So uh, it's a big, uh, uh, it's a big shot against our confidence as a team. I think Kevin Stefanski called a terrible game, but you know, was DTR not executing as well? But the, the play calling from the week before was not even close. It was that week before play calling was almost perfect. Almost perfect against Tennessee. I mean, it was spectacular. I, I, I couldn't have called it any better. And then he went right back to his old ways and called a terrible game with a negative 20-yard rush from Elijah Moore. I mean, just crazy. The defense, it was their worst performance. But the offense put them in bad positions, and that's what we've been doing all year. Usually, when the opponent scores, it's because the offense put him in, like, the red zone. Like, literally, 90% of the time, they just give great field position, and the defense is just screwed. If they're, if they're playing from, like, their own 20, they're very rarely going to score against our defense. I mean, we are cutthroat. Very good. And, like I said, Lamar threw a great ball into the end zone over Denzel, and 
there was they just played well. They were the better team. They deserved to win. It was disgusting to watch. It was atrocious. Um, I think DTR should be suspended for playing so poorly, and Kevin Stefanski should be on notice for coaching a terrible game after coaching the best game of all time. Uh, so he needs to get together. And no, there's no better way to measure how much you can turn it around and how much success means to you as a team and as a coaching staff than coming out of a bye against the best team in football to prove yourself at home. There's no excuse. This is the ultimate test to see if things are going to change or things are not going to change. So that would be big. Being the 49ers will change all the momentum in Cleveland. But can we do it? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I want to monitor Deshaun Watson and see how he plays. We got to keep watching Deshaun Watson because without a fully healthy Deshaun Watson, apparently the team is screwed. Maybe if we kept on to Josh Dobbs, who's starting in Arizona and actually playing pretty well. I've watched him quite a bit. And man, he's had some big plays. He's actually played very, very well. Very well. His team stinks. And he's done very well from going there like two weeks before the season starts or three weeks before the season starts and playing the way he is. Absolutely great. And can run the ball really good. I think if he was in the game, the whole this whole thing looks different. I mean, DTR was awful. Jay Dobbs actually looks like a professional. Like, he can even start somewhere. I mean, really, really great. So, uh, I would contemplate cutting DTR, perhaps. Yes. Um, there's no forgiveness in professional sports. That's just the way it is. Like, don't be upset that that's the rules. That's the rules. Don't be upset that I'm saying it. At least someone here is telling the truth. He stinks. I had all the hope in the world for him. All the faith in the world. He couldn't have played worse. Literally couldn't have played worse. So let's monitor Deshaun. Let's, we'll look ahead into what we need to do. Possible free agency moves. If we need to acquire, maybe trade. We might have to do some things over this next, this next bye week. We'll get into what the defense can do to be ready for the 49ers. And that fantastic offense with Brock Purdy, who's like only making $770,000. And he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Seventh round pick. It's fascinating. You could surround him with all the talent in the world. He's not even making a million bucks. Unbelievable. We'll get a massive contract next year. He's a stud. And that defense is bulldozing. Absolute bulldozing. So it's going to be the ultimate test. So I'm actually excited. I actually think we get a chance to redeem ourselves just because we're coming back against the best team in football at home. So we actually get a chance to redeem. Because we win that game. Uh, forget this Ravens game. It's whatever. We could definitely make the playoffs. We could definitely still get to that AFC Championship. We get dominated. Forget it. The season's really over after that. Um, but I think you got to still give them a chance because they're the best team in football. So you still got to give them at least another week, and then you can call it a day. So they actually get an extra two weeks. They're very fortunate. Um, but uh, we'll look ahead. We'll dissect all this uh, in the next couple of days and over the next couple of weeks because we have no football game this week. So we're really going to get into it. We'll pull up some videos. There's some fantastic channels who dissect the offensive line, like Jedrick Wills, what went wrong. Uh, the quarterback play with DTR, what he did wrong. I'll share that all with you, what the defense can do to just improve as a unit overall uh, and kind of where Schwartz is looking to kind of add more uh, firepower um, because against, even though they played decently well, definitely in the beginning, of the game, they played unbelievable against the Ravens. Unbelievable. It was like right away at the beginning of the game. I was like, this team, this defense is ridiculous. And then they gave them that field position on the 10 yard line so they could score. That wasn't their fault. They were dominating. I was watching that defense. I'm like, oh my God, this is really an all-time defense. And then they kind of lost their way throughout the game because they were on the field for so long. And in the first three games, they were barely on the field. 
because every team would go three and out. They played like no snaps because they dominated that much. And so with this game, they're on the field for so long, they were exhausted. They've never been on there for multiple long drives. I mean, this was crazy to them. They didn't even understand. So they were just winded and they they need to get that practice. So that's actually a good thing that they were worn out and realizing that they're not going to be in every situation. They're not going to just get off the field, you know, three and out every time. Like against the 49ers, it won't be like that. So it was a good test for them. Uh, they did okay. They failed in a lot of regards. Uh, but um, I think they got a chance to definitely improve. Uh, I'm still bullish on shorts for sure. Uh, Stefanski is in the doghouse right now. We'll see uh, what happens. And um, we'll announce we still have to have a raw dog of the week. And uh, we will announce that in the next episode. Other than that, go Brownies. This is the Browns cast. I'm your host, Kogs. And we'll be back tomorrow with more analysis and more details. Uh, just want to give you the initial reaction to the week. And I'm not happy. Are you?